0: Welcome to the Road to Life Church podcast. Here with our pastor Mike Shepline, you will be inspired through the Word of God. For more information, please visit RoadToLifeChurch.com. Uh, last week we began to talk about something that we called turning pages. Everybody say turning pages. If you were not here last week, I want to encourage you to go online, you can, or our YouTube channel, wherever. But just go online; you can listen to it um, through the church's site or, or app. But what it is is, when you think about it, is each of us chronologically have turned the page to 2020. You're chronologically we're in January now. We're not 2021. And our calendar, we've turned that, we've kind of jumped into a new year, but that's different. Than looking on the inside of our life and asking ourselves, "Have I turned the page in in, in from 2020 to 2021, or equally, do I need to turn the page to step into what God has for my life?" Every one of us, I believe, had times in 2020. Maybe it wasn't COVID, but it could have been something else or somebody you knew. But it, where you just maybe during the year, you said, I just need to get past this. Or, or, or maybe you just said, you know, I just need to get over this. Or maybe even the thought, oh, I'll be done when this, I'll be glad when this thing's done. How many of you know what I'm saying? I just I just need to let that thing go right now. You know, I just need to move on. I just need to turn the page. God, I just need you to help me because I'm not liking what I'm seeing right now. And turning pages on the inside is directly connected to me experiencing and living in God's best for my life. It is connected. And and when you talk about experience and you and then you cross over to a lifestyle, they're very, very different. 2020 for many people, was that kind of a year, and if if we don't know how to connect and follow God in our lives, it affects our soul, and we're not able to turn the page, and we kind of stall, dragging 2020 into 2021, and we're wondering why we feel slimed. We're wondering why God, why am I not? What's going on in my in my heart? And last week, what we found out that this is a theme throughout the Bible, the entire Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. As a matter of fact, it is human nature to have this tendency to stall out and to hold on to past and not follow God into the new thing that he has for our life because of the sting or because of the the pain. And last week we read a passage out of Isaiah chapter 43, and I'm I'm not going to read it again, but I'm just going to give you the is Isaiah 43, the very first portion of the chapter, is God was speaking to them and he said, you know, when you pass through the waters, I just want to let you know I'm going to be with you. He spoke to him, and he said, you know, when you go through the rivers, they're not going to overwhelm you. He said that when you go through the fire, he said it's not gonna consume you in your life. He said, even though the flame kindles upon you. But then in verse 18, as you go down farther, he begins to speak to them about what they earnestly remember. And he said, don't remember and identify with that stuff that is back there. He said, because I'm gonna do a new thing and now it springs forth. But he first spoke to them about being with them in that situation and in that tough spot. You know, there's a, how many of you have a life verse? You know, life verse, this is my life verse. You got a life verse. Well, none of us. I got a life verse. Is, um, but a, a, a life verse is one that it's like your heart just identifies with. And this isn't mine, but I've heard many people quote this verse and say, oh, it's my life verse. And it's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. How many of you know that's a good life verse? But if you read the context previous to this, God spoke to them about turning the page. He was talking to them, the whole context. And we must at all costs avoid the yeah but syndrome. You say, what do you mean the yeah but syndrome? I love God I believe God, but this happened in my life. But, yeah, but, God says, I wanna do this. And our response is, yeah, but. Yeah, but leads to a big but. How many of you know what I'm saying? Okay, never mind. I'll just keep going. <laughs> and, and what it is, is we all have weaknesses, we all have experiences we would rather move past, we all have a past. But the Bible says that God sent Jesus to redeem us. He sent him to redeem us. The word redeem or redemption, if you look at it in the Bible, it means a releasing affected by a payment of ransom. That's what that means. When somebody would redeem somebody, they would pay a ransom, and it would rescue them from wherever they were. It means liberation procured by the payment of a ransom. It means to be set free. I think a lot of times what we do in our lives is we only think of spiritually. Oh, I'm going to go to heaven now. Yes, that is the most significant in our life, but this isn't just spiritually going to heaven, but it's God's plan for every area of my life. That God, Jesus' payment on the cross, was to ransom me from stalling in the bummers and the negatives of yesterday, unable to move into what God has promised over my life. See, God is not just good at it, but he's great at it. Yeah. God is great at speaking to us, and I believe right now as we're, on the, as we're stepping into 2021, but we have got to follow in order to experience his results. Jesus came to bring freedom. He came to bring healing. He came to bring faith. He came to breathe hope. Jesus came to breathe freshness into our soul. And some of us right now, God is wanting to breathe freshness into your soul about 2021, about 2022, about 2025. He's wanting to. And if we we were to look at every hero in the Bible, what we would find is this every single one of them, there were times in their life that God led them through turning a page. Every single one. Every one of them. And what we've got to do is take his lead. One of the greatest examples in the Bible of God leading people on a page-turning experience is in the book of Joshua. If you study, what you see real clearly is that they have been in a difficult spot for 400 years. That's four centuries. You say, I've had a bad year. Okay, times 400. Are you with me? Is they is they have been in a difficult spot for 400 years and get this, it is between three and five million people that are in this spot. You say, why did you bring that up? Because I guarantee you in that three to five million people, there was every type of personality, there was every type of weakness and there was every type of bend there it wasn't just one person, but there's three to five million people. And God said, I'm just going to give you a layout of how I led three to five million people that had every type of winding, every type of personality, every type of quirk, how I led them into the next spot. It's all they had ever known. It had been 400 years. And God comes to them and speaks to them and says, I have a plan on turning this page and what I need you to do is I need you to let me lead you. And when he, God first speaks to them, what we see is he spoke to them. If we could break it into two categories is he said, number one, he told them what they needed to do in order to turn the page. But then what he did is he told them what he would do if they would do their part realize God does the super, we do the natural, and it turns out supernatural beyond what we could ever do on our own. And it's crucial that we understand this. Page turning is a partnership with God being the senior partner. How many of you have seen that bumper sticker that said God is my co-pilot? How many of you have ever seen that? Let me just tell you, God is not the co-pilot, he's the pilot. He is, God does, he, is, he is your senior partner. It will always be that way. It's the way that God set it up. Think about this for a moment. In, the, in regard to creation of the earth and humanity in the way that God set everything up. Is that God creates the earth, creates everything, the fish, the animals, and everything. And then he sits Adam down and he says this. It says, God ran all of the animals by Adam to see what he would call them. God didn't name the animals. Adam named the animals. Why would God do that? That's called partnership. That's the way that God is. It's always been this way. God speaks to Abraham, and he says this. He said, I am gonna bless all of the earth, Abraham, but guess what? In you, all nations of the earth will be blessed. God said, "It realize this, Abraham, is I've got a plan, but it is a partnership, and it's gonna be through you and in you. God has a plan to send Jesus, the savior of the world. The plan has been set from eternity Past 4,000 years after the fall of man. And he comes to Mary and the angel appears to Mary and says, this is what I'm going to do. And Mary says, be it unto me as you have said. What is that? It's a partnership. It is a partnership. It's the way that God, then God goes to Joseph because Joseph is going to put her away because he hears that she's pregnant. And the angel of the Lord speaks to Joseph and Joseph says, okay, I'll do it. What is it? It's a partnership. It's the way that God has set it up. God has a plan to reach the whole world. Jesus has given his life and he entrusted to 12 apostles. What is that? It's a partnership. Second Corinthians chapter 5 says that God has entrusted to you and I the ministry of reconciliation or bringing those to Christ. It's a partnership. This is the way that God did it. Jesus said this. He said, I will build my church, not create my church. Why is that? Create is what he does. Build is what we do together. It's a partnership. It is, it is a partnership. We could go on and on and on. Realize that we cannot handle being the senior partner. We cannot handle it. When we're the senior partner, realize this is it is hard to trust. It is hard to be in faith because we're carrying everything. We're carrying. Let me just tell y'all. People say, they say to me, they say, how many people go to that church? Oh, my gosh. I could never do that. All those people have problems. Everybody has struggles. How do you do, I don't care, y'all, it's him. Yes. Y'all can get heavy. How many of you know what I'm saying? I don't lose any sleep because I know who's got it. He's the senior partner, I'm just the junior partner. Right. And last week, what we did is we began to look at how God led Joseph, Joshua, <laughs> led Joshua to lead three to five million people on, a pay, on page turning so that they could get there. And I want to just pick up in Joshua 1. We read Joshua 1, 1, and 2 last week, but uh, just for the sake of context, we're going to read all the way through verse 8. It says, Now it happened after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses, my servant, attended, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and take his place, cross over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land, and remember this statement, which I am giving them to the sons of Israel. I have Now, verse 3, I have given you. So, verse 2, he said, which I am giving them. Now, verse 3, he said, I've already given you every place on which the sole of your foot treads. That's where they're at right now today, just as I promised to Moses. "...from the wilderness of Arabia in the south and this Lebanon in the north, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates in the east, all the land of the Hittites or the land of Canaan, and as far as the great Mediterranean Sea toward the west shall be your territory." no person will be able to stand before you or oppose you as long as you live just as i was present with moses so i will be with you i will not fail you or abandon you let me just say this god does not fail and god does not abandon right. sometimes we think god you failed me god man stay on the horse are you with me just stay on the horse verse 6 be strong and confident and courageous for you will give this people as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers, ancestors, to give them. Verse 7, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do everything in accordance with the entire law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. For us, it would be the Bible. Do not turn from it to the right end or to the left. Now look at this, so that you may prosper and be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night so that you will be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. Last week we talked about, and I'm not going to go back on it, but we found out that, that Moses, who was like a father figure in Joseph's life, had passed away. And so Joshua was in a place of grieving. Joshua was in a place of disbelief. But God came to him and said, Moses, my servant is dead. So now arise. And what the point that we made last week is we very rarely feel like getting up when God tells us to get up. We very rarely feel like it. And what we've got to understand is maybe right now you're there. But I want to tell you, this is where God started with Joshua. This is where he started. You're saying, you know what? I want to turn the page. You cannot turn the page sitting down in discouragement. You must get up and say, okay, God, I'm going to follow you now. Yeah, but it hurts. Yes, but it's painful. I understand. Believe me, I understand. But we have to make... Up our mind to say, you know what I'm gonna do is I don't feel like it, God. I do not feel like getting up, but because you say get up, I'm gonna get up. I'm I'm gonna get up. And so I just want to encourage you. And today, where we're gonna really start today is I want to start in verse 2. It says, Moses' servant, attendant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise to take his place, cross over this Jordan. You and all this people look at this, into the land which I am giving to them to the sons of Israel. Remember that statement, which I am giving to them. God says, I'm gonna do it, but it's gonna be progressive as you follow. God said, I am gonna do it, but understand you're gonna see it as you progressively follow. You say, why is that? Because God has set it up that he is a builder, God is a grower, God is a developer, And yes, he can do the miraculous. Yes, he can do the supernatural. But as we look at the world around us, what we see is the confines and the structure that God has set up. Is he set it up, that he is a builder, he is a grower, he is a developer. And it happens as we follow him doing the right thing in our life. Just think about this for a moment. Nature and seeds and sprouts and maturity and harvest. What is that? Each one of them is... Is a progression to the system that God has set up. As humans, what happens? As humans, there is first conception, then there is development, there, and then after development, there's birth, and then there's growth, and then there's there's maturity, and then there's procreation. What is that? Is It is a progression in the way that God has set it up. Realize this, growing is what equips me for what God has for me tomorrow. How many of you are great? that have children that you didn't give birth to a teenager. How many of you know what I'm saying? We just said, oh, that eight or nine pounder was enough, much less 150 pounder. You know what I'm saying? And, and what it is, is it's the same with God. It is the same. Realize this, God is going to reveal as we follow. If we don't follow, he won't reveal. It's that simple. It's progressive. Do you remember the same group that we're talking about? Uh, The Israelites right here? I want to look at something that God spoke to them. The same group that he made the promise to. I want to look at something he spoke to them 10 to 20 years earlier. 10 to 20 years earlier. And it's in Exodus 23, verse 29 and 30. He's speaking to them and he said, I will not drive them out before you in a single year, so that the land does not become desolate due to its lack of attention, and the wild animals of the field do not become too numerous for you. Now look at what God said. I will drive them out before you little by little until you have increased and are strong enough to take possession of the land. See, the way God does it, little bit at a time, little bit at a time. Okay, God, I'm going to follow. He's like, great, here. Okay, God, I'm going to follow. A little. So that we don't implode. So that we can handle what he's got for our life. God said, I'm not going to do it. Some of us, I'm not going to do it in a day. Right now, you're looking and you're saying, I got to turn the page on something that happened in 2020. I got to. I got to. Today is your day. That may be the first step. As you say, I'm not going to sit down anymore. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up. Because I realize that, yes, even though that was a difficult situation, God is going to turn the page as I follow. Number two is this. Look at what verse 3 says. I have given you every place on which the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised to Moses. Look at that statement right there. God says it's done, but trust is what keeps you moving forward. That's number two. It's done, the sole of your foot. We're saying, God, I want you to go ahead of me 20 steps and take care of it so that when I get there, it's already done. God said, no, excuse me, but you got The sole of your foot, that means you're present right there. He said, I'll give it to you. See, if I can't believe God to give me today, then it's not gonna develop me for what he has tomorrow. And that is the way that he is in my life and in my heart. It's done. God said, I've done it. But are you healthy today? Are you in a healthy spot? Let's just start right there. And, and let me be clear. I'm not talking about physical health. Sometimes we have physical things that happen. And we're going through physical things in our life. And we're trusting. We're believing God. We're standing on his word. But I'm talking about in our soul. Right now in my soul, am I healthy? Or am I all funky? How many of you know what I'm saying? Am I healthy or am I resentful, bitter, jealous, angry, upset, uptight, frustrated, trying to control something? What's going on right now in my soul? God is saying, I want you to be healthy where you're at and I'm gonna show you how to be healthy where you're at so when you get what I've got for you, you'll be healthy when you get there. Realize this, the, the difference between where you're at and where you want to go is a whole bunch of Goliaths in between. And what God wants to do is he wants us he wants to teach us how to kick the butt of the Goliath in front of us so that when as we grow through it because understand I've been serving the Lord now for over 40 years and this is what I have found out. Every season has an ugly Goliath. Everyone I'm still waiting for the time when I can just lay back on a hammock and everything just happens, and it is super, super easy. Life is about facing struggles, inviting Jesus in, not letting the struggle be the Lord of your life, but seeing God come through every single time. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's not when I get there. It's can I be full of faith? Can I be full of hope? Can I have peace right where I'm at, right now, right where I'm at? Number three is this. God has a plan before you ever start. Man, I am so glad. How many of you have had a plan before and it just poof? You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, my gosh, God, my plan's gone. What are you going to do? He's like, I still got a plan. I want my plan. God's like, no, I got a plan. I just need you to trust. Look at what God said in verse three, in verse four. From the wilderness of the Arabia South. God's really specific. And this Lebanon in the north. Even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates in the east. All the land of the Hittites, or the land of Canaan. And as far as the great Mediterranean Sea toward the west shall be your territory. See, God is specific and God is personal. He's specific and he's personal. This is what I have learned over the years, is usually the seed to the greatest thing that God has for our life can be found in one of our greatest disappointments in life. And God is saying, I want you to let me redeem that in your life. See, it's God is personal, and he's bigger than I think. Number four is this, is God wants to reveal to me that he's greater than anything I've ever faced or will ever face. See, if I know that God's bigger and greater and stronger than anything that I have ever faced or will ever face, it affects the ride. It affects the journey. Look at what he said in verse five and verse six. He said, nobody, no man, no person, nobody will be able to stand before you to oppose you as long as you live. Just as I was present with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and confident and courageous, for you will give this people as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers, their ancestors, to give them. See, this is part of the development of life, is facing things, And in spite of what's happening, being able to rest, being able to trust, and being able to say, God, I'm going to do what your word says, even if it doesn't make sense, I'm going to do it. And God says, I'm going to cause you to overcome. Number five is this, what real prosperity is. You know, in the Western world, in, in America, we think we know what prosperity is. I'm telling you, We got a cheap imitation. I'm not saying that wealth isn't prosperity. It is, but it's a small portion of prosperity. Understand, if you got all the money in the world, but you don't have your health, guess what? You are not prosperous. If you got all the money in the world, and you can't get along with anybody, you just can't get, you are not prosperous. If you got all the money in the world and you're living in fear and anxiety and all that kind of stuff, God is saying, I want to show you what real prosperity is. Look at what he said in verse seven. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do everything. in a, What's everything? Just a thought. What is everything? How many of you, I'm just, I didn't plan this. Online, I didn't plan this. How many of us got funky people in our lives that just rattle our cage. How many of you know what I'm saying? Okay, get out of here. There's more of you that got funky people. Okay, online, I need you guys to lift your hand. Online to show these people. How many of you got funky people in your life that rattle your cage? You know what I'm saying? they just like, oh my gosh, my life would just be so much better. God said this, strong, courageous, be careful to do everything, everything. When I'm around them, God, I'm going to do it your way. I'm not going to take a dirt road. I'm not going to resort to. I'm going to do it your way. In accordance with the entire law which Moses, my servant, commanded you, do not turn from it to the right or the left. Look at this, so that you may be prosper, that you may prosper and be successful wherever you go. God is a God of wherever you go, prosperity. Wherever you go, whatever you face, look at verse eight. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you, shall, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. Now look at this. For then, when, when that heart is on the inside, and I'm, okay, God, I'm gonna do it your way, then you make your way prosperous and you will be successful. See, it's a prosperous soul. My soul is the key to everything. You know, a couple of years ago, my son Micah, who, Grace, if he's not out of bed, I give you permission to kick him. Just go ahead. Just kick him. As he came to me and he said, Dad, I found this fixer. And I want it to be my next house. Will you work with me and will you help me on it? I'm like, well, where is it? He told me where it was. They were having a yard sale. The dude that had lived in the house prior to this, bought it new in 1959, never painted it once. And he was a heavy cigar smoker. How many of you are with me? You know where I'm going on this. The walls were like a combo of mustard baby poop brown. How many of you know what I'm saying? It took like, if you're familiar with kills, kill Stains, It took five coats of kills after everything was scrubbed down to keep the smoke stains from bleeding through the ceilings. (laughs) That's the good part, (laughs) okay. I'm walking through this thing, and this guy, he had passed away, and he was like close to 90, he was a cigar smoker, and he had leaks, and his solution to leaks was put a bucket out. That was his solution, so he had buckets everywhere. And I'm talking leaks that had gone on for like 20 years. Leaks. And so we're walking through, and I'm like, you know, people say, does it have good bones? No, half of them were good. How many of you know what I'm saying? And we're walking through, and I'm just looking. He's like, What do you think? I'm like, a lot of work. There's a lot of work. And so kind of. So I agreed. I'm still having withdrawals. How many of you know what I'm saying? I'm still in that traumatic experience, if you can't tell, but so he gets it. So we're going through and I'm like, I, I'm not even gonna get into the details of this place. It was like, oh my gosh. So we go into the bedrooms and the bedrooms all look pretty good. They're the only thing that you know doesn't need a ton of repair except for one has a leak that had been there for a long time, but they put a bucket under it in the ceiling. And so I walked in, and I looked at that spot in the ceiling. I'm like, well, you know, I'm optimistic. Praise the Lord. The bedrooms look good. Nothing else did. (laughs) But I'm like, what is that spot on the wall? This is after he bought it. There's a spot on the wall. He said, what is that spot on the wall? You just got to fix that little spot right there. As you looked, you could see there used to be a window there, and they took the window out, and they just kind of, nailed something up over the window. And so it was kind of a spot. So I said, well, just chip that out and I'll patch it. So he goes to chip it out and the putty knife just goes right through it into the wall, just right through, just like hollow. And i okay, it's probably just a little spot, just kind of spot out. And then we'll find the wood back in there. cuts it out and pokes the wood. And when you poke the wood with your finger, your finger went all the way through the wood, all the way to the other side. And I'm like, oh, it's... Rotter, termite damage. Cut a little bigger spot. Cuts a little bigger spot, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" Stand back. I get the whole wall went down. The whole wall, and it's supporting the ceiling. I'm like, rot. You know. I'm like, it had rotted. Termite damage and rot like three-quarters of the wall. I mean, literally nothing. You could take the two-by-fours and just, they would just crumble as you poked them. And then around the other wall. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And he said, I got an idea. Let's just take this wall down. (laughs) I'm like, Wow. realize this in our life every one of us have bad patches just a little thing on the wall just a little spot jesus gets close and says let me just help you with that it's a hurt it's a disappointment it's a setback it's a discouragement it's a wound And we've slapped some stuff on it. And we're like, let's go, Lord. He's like, that's cool. I'll take care of the ceiling, but what about this little spot right here? And he pokes it. And it's like, oh, there's some other stuff in there. Gets chipped, gets poked, reveals something a little deeper. Realize this. Every time something happens in my life, that I don't like Satan is wanting to plant garbage in my heart. He's wanting, to, he's wanting me to just stall in that spot. Just stall. And I'm like, God, why aren't you leading me? God's like, yo, I've been chipping at that hole for a little while. Well, Lord, I think a patch will do it. He's like, nope, we got to take a few of them two by fours out. We got we to get to the, and it's more work. Maybe it's a little bit of pain. But we've gotta follow God in that area of our life in order to page turn. We gotta, we gotta. I'm just gonna throw this thought out there. Medication won't fix it. Only Jesus can fix it. And God comes into our life and he's like, come on, man. I wanna, let me just tell you, let me show you what Jesus did. He paid for it all. Redemption, spirit, soul, body, freedom. He play, he, he, he's he gone ahead of you. I want to just five reflection points, and I realize I'm over, but I'm just going to go quick. Five reflection points to take this deeper in my life. They'll put them up on the screen. They're on the app. You can take a picture, but write these down. This is you. Number one is this. Is has 2020 revealed any blemishes in my wall? Has it revealed any? I'm not saying it has, but I'm saying, has it revealed any blemishes in my wall? Do I want an experience or do I want transformation? And experience is a patch. Transformation is healed and changed and touched. See, we can come to church, we can listen to a podcast, we can watch something on TV, and we can get all excited and have an experience, but transformation is deeper, farther, and longer than that. Number three is Will I invite God to be my senior partner? Senior partner. God, you're my senior partner now. Not just my partner, you're my senior partner. You're not my co pilot, you're my pilot. And I trust you more than I trust myself. And so right now, Lord, I need to realize that your ways are better than my ways. Your ways heal and they lift. He's the owner and I get to reap all the benefits. I like that. I like his benefits. Number four is ask God. What's he asking you to do right now? That's not for me to say. That's for just between you and him. He's big enough to let you know. What, God, what are you saying to me right now in my life and in my heart and in this season? God, what are you saying for me to do? And the next one is hard. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just stop and say, as soon as I know, I gotta do it. Not do it for a day, not do it once. But just say, okay, God, I'm going to do this in my life. I believe that God, over 2020, has said page turning is part of life. But page turning with him is with the only one that brings life out of the disappointments, the setbacks, and the discouragements that we face. Are you with me? And I'm just going to give you just an inside. I'm not immune to it. I get it. You say, how come you can say it like this? Because believe me. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to get up. How many of you know what I'm saying? He's saying, get up. How about tomorrow? He no, now. Next week. This is what I know that when we procrastinate, what we tolerate will never change.